You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number six with Owen Hone from Owen Hone Coaching. Make sure you stay up to date and click subscribe because I release a new episode every two weeks. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke Page underscore underscore underscore. So this episode here, well, um, Owen's actually an old coaching client of mine and in a really short amount of space, just under 12 months, Owen has actually taken his coaching business from $0 to now today running a six-figure business. So this episode's a really raw, honest conversation around what it really takes because unfortunately, what sells is speed and ease. Um, and for a lot of coaches and business owners, we are sold the dream that, hey, we can we can build a business in a really short amount of time. In a couple of months, you're going to be making six, seven figures type thing, which for 99.9% of people, not going to happen, unfortunately. So we have a really honest conversation around what Owen has actually done, what he has gone through uh, to actually get his business to where it is now. You wouldn't believe it, but at the start of before we started recording, Owen actually asked me, he said, how have you gone with the podcast? Like, have you ever stuffed up any of the recordings or got through an episode and it hasn't been on record or whatever it is? And I said, no, not at all. Everything's gone smoothly. So anyway, we did this awesome episode and probably about when I got to the last question I was about to ask him, I realized that, oh my God, that uh, his microphone wasn't turned on the whole time. So um, this episode, the recording of it is uh, a little bit, it's a little bit average because basically when you listen to Owen, um, you can hear him, but it's coming through my microphone and because I have to pick that up, I'm, I was unable to edit it so it's nice and solid and crisp. But saying that, you can really hear us clearly, it's still absolutely fine, the content's great, so enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, everybody, welcome here to the Luke Page Podcast, where every single week I speak to business owners, entrepreneurs um, about their journey, and also get a bit of insight into their expertise. Today, I have got with me Owen Hone. So, Owen, he helps people transform internally and create the body and life of their dreams. He's built a six-figure coaching business in under 12 months, probably about, what, 10, 11 months? Oh, that's, that's, I thought you were doing the intro. No, no, you're in, mate. You're yeah, in. This is you. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a, a little over uh, 10 months. So I started my business, I think, in September last year. Yeah, nice, man. So it's a really short amount of time. So what we're going to be doing today, I just really want to pull apart, like, how you did it, man. Like, uh, Owen's actually a, a client of mine, an old client of mine, when I was working for a company where we helped coaches build their online business to seven figures. Um, so I've worked alongside Owen, so I, I know uh, a lot of the stuff he's gone through. And in a really short amount of time, he's built a six-figure business. So I guess with this podcast, I really want to get some insights to basically what you've gone through to get that. Um, so can you just basically tell me in detail of everything that you've done from the beginning to where you are now? And I'm just, I'm just going to jump in with questions along the way. So why don't we start with... How did you actually get into, what was, where did the idea come from to go, yeah, I'm gonna build an online coaching business? Super random, hey. So uh, I always felt like I wanted to, to do something and start, start my own business. It's always been something that I wanted to do. Uh, back in the day, uh, I got my personal training and nutrition coaching cert because I was interested in fitness, but had, I never really did anything with it. And then went through a bunch of my own personal transformation and, and spent a bucket load of money on going to seminars and getting my own coaching and loved the experience of that. And then and it kind of ignited a, a spark for me to explore potentially doing it myself. But was was never even like, was really random. I got a call, a cold call from one of the sales guys at Wing. He's like, hey man, you downloaded this uh, this guide, and I was like, did I? <laughs> and I was like, and I just had a random conversation with him, 
Uh, awesome sales process, had me absolutely hooked. He's like, we're offering a, a free call to explore setting up a coaching business. And I actually said, I don't have a coaching business and I hadn't actually planned on creating one, but I was just kind of interested in it. And anyway, long story short, he's like, I'll take a, take a chance on you. We booked in the call and crazy, crazy thing, that's what got me to start my business. So I'd never actually officially coached before, 12 months prior to now, mm. um, and I wasn't gonna start my business. So I started my business and became a coach for the first time altogether. So it was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And then, yeah, it's been a whirlwind uh, 10 months. Obviously, the winning program and, and your coaching helped me actually set up the business and the mechanics of the, the marketing, the sales, and creating my program. And then here I am 10 months later. Nice, man. So, like, um, how much have you, how much have you invested into coaching? So, um, I guess from a financial and also time. I'm actually really keen financially. Actually, over all your years, like, what do you reckon you've you've invested into actually developing your skill set, whether it be business or whether it be your craft, being health and fitness? Close to sixty k. Yeah, yeah. I actually made a post on my page earlier today. I reckon it was close to sixty k that I've put into my personal development, coaching, business, all of the above. Sixty k, right? And is how long's that been over? How many years? Oh, five or six years. Yeah, uh, the first big one for me was the Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins, yeah. which was about 1200 bucks, which then just sparked my, uh, I guess, understanding of what was out there and then invested in other seminars, um, personal coaching, the winning program. Um, I'm actually halfway through my NLP certification this week and just realized that the growth of my business and the growth of my life is only going to be able to, is only going to be in line with how much I grow. And I've always been obsessed with personal development since my old man uh, gave me a book when I was like eight or nine years old, um, The Success for a Positive Mental Attitude. That always sparked it for me. But then seminars and actual, actually receiving coaching and investing a lot of money actually gave me the buy-in to be able to create something from it. So since then, uh, I haven't viewed it as a cost. It's definitely been something that is a prerequisite to my success. Nice, man. Um... What about from like, because if you started when September, did you say? Yeah, around that. September last year. So we're, we're about 11 months or so, thereabouts. How long did it take until you actually started making sales? And then also how long until you were profitable in the business? Because this is a little bit of a misconception out there. What I, what I really want to do out of this, this, this podcast is get a lot of truth because unfortunately... Um, you know, what sells out there is you're going to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. And there are people, of course, that do that. But for the vast majority, for the 99.9%, it's not going to happen. So um, a, lot of, a lot of business owners, what they do is they go into business with um, the wrong expectations. And because they're going in with the expectations that, hey, I've only got to put in a couple of months work and then guess what, jackpot. That doesn't that doesn't happen then they get um, they get upset they get disappointed they get a little bit discouraged and then they end up just going oh this is not right for me and they give up so I want to really want to get the truth out of what it really takes um, so how long did it, did it take until you actually started making sales and when you started making it being profitable mm, really interesting subject the truth of it yeah social yeah, media conditions us to believe that it's super easy to get what we want, yeah? You see the picture of someone with a beautiful body or that person saying, yeah, six-figure business and I did it and this is all you need to do, my five-step process. And you're like, yeah, it's so, so easy. And you're right, you get started, it's not that easy. Then you feel like there's something wrong with you, then therefore you don't show up in the way that you need to and you give up. And I think that is ridiculously common. And even where I'm at right now, I know that it could have taken me double the amount of time. Some people it does, some people do it quicker but the reality is, based on your skill set and your growth, it's going to take you as long as it's going to take. And I think that's the message to all aspiring coaches out there is get addicted to the growth and the learning and you will get there. Don't be focused on how quickly you can achieve it because if you do that, then your success and your self-worth is going to be tied to how quickly you make progress. And mm. that's just a, it's just a killer of your passion and your drive. And if you lose that, you lose your output and then therefore you don't get to where you want to go. But in regards to the question, I think five or six months, my first sale, 
and I can remember going into my wife, I'm like, yeah, I made my first sale. Because <laughs> yeah. five or six months of trying to make a sale and you're not making sales and you're like, is this for me? What the fuck is going on? It's a long time, it's isn't it? It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. For others, like, it, will, it could take you longer. However long you think it's going to take, it's probably going to take you longer than that. Mm. Uh, and in terms of profitable, I've only started to become profitable over the last couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in the red a lot. Like investing a thousand bucks, making a thousand bucks. So if I made a, a sale, a three thousand dollars sale for my program, I'd spent three thousand dollars. So it took a long time, and I'm still f- figuring that out too. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the message in that is enjoy the learn, enjoy the journey, enjoy the growth, and it is going to take you longer than you think. Accept it and do the work. I love how you said get addicted to the growth and the learning. Yeah, not the results because that's what people are addicted to: results, outcomes. So if you're addicted to the growth and the learning, then you're going to win, aren't you? Because it's the progress thing. It's kind of what one of the things that I, I, I believe is that chasing progress over chasing results. Progress over perfection. And Gary yeah. Vee talks about it all the time. He's like, I'm successful and I'm going to go and buy the jets because I love the process. Mm. And that's the thing you need to ask yourself. Are you wanting to start a business to be seen as successful? because you're not feeling enough inside or you're doing it because you love helping people. And I'll be really honest, I've actually had to train myself to want to serve and help people because I used to be super selfish and I used to want to do it because I was fucking insignificant. I'm sure you can relate to that. Mm, mm. Um, And it may start out like that, but the sooner you can get addicted to every sale made is another life change and that you're doing this to provide value and change lives, that's when you enjoy it because you see the looks on people's faces and you get the feedback and you're posting content on social media and that one person sends you a message and tells you that they've changed, you've changed their life, then you get addicted to that really, really quick. But the sooner you can shift that mindset from one of wanting to achieve to get the feeling to actually just providing value and helping people, that's when everything changes. Nice, man. Um, so you were talking about that... Um, so there's recently you become profitable. Like, talk to me roughly what you were losing. Um, what were you losing financially per week or per month towards the beginning? On average, I know there's up and down months and weeks and everything like that. On average, like, what were you putting in and going backwards or going in the red towards the start? Mm. So I had the the investment in the the winning program. I was paying off and then I had I was spending between 200 to 300 bucks on marketing a week so 800 to 1200 bucks a month and if I'm not making sales for five months that's 5k without a sale so 5k in the red uh, so on, on any given month I could have been you know two to 5k in the red or I might have been breaking even and that was pretty 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 common for me but I also knew that for me at the time, with the way that I was marking, I had to spend money to actually get leads. And that was the only way I knew it at the beginning. Um, and it's a part of the process, yeah? Mm. If you, that's what marketing is about. If you want to get leads, if you want to get people to speak to, if you want to get people to serve, you need to invest in that. Otherwise, then you're never going to get to that point where you are profitable. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like with marketing, for example, whether you're actually paying for it or whether you're doing it organically, especially early stages, um, see it as an experiment. Yeah, Even if you're putting money in, I would be like, don't be expecting leads, just do it as an experiment because all you want to do is go, okay, let's just do try a campaign or try a strategy or whatever it is. See the results from it, experiment with it and tweak it, change it. If it's kind of working, continue with it. If it's not, like either you know, go off to a different direction Whatever it is, but to see it as an experiment, that's all it is when you're first starting out. Everything is experimental. Um, and the idea is, is that you just want to keep on tweaking, changing, and it will slightly improve, get better and better results, as opposed to, oh, I just spent $500 or a thousand bucks. I didn't get any sales out of it, or I got two leads and they were shit, or whatever it was. And then you go like, oh man, this is not working. Everything is just an experiment. So, um, what about, because like, how's it been working a, because this is a common thing when you're starting up a business, very rarely do you go full-time into it. We're doing this juggle and this dance between working our full-time job to actually building this business on the side that is losing money at the start or not making money. So 
how has it been working a full-time job building your coaching business on the side what are your challenges been and how do you how have you managed to actually get through it biggest challenge has been my relationship with my wife so the reason why i'm starting this business is because i want more time and more freedom but investing time into the business is actually giving us less time and less freedom so knowing that there was going to be a period of time and still is where I'm sacrificing something that I truly want to be able to create something. And, and in terms of balance, right, you can't have it all at the same time. And, and initially, like to be really honest with you, we had so many fights. We had so many times where I just knew that Michaela wasn't invested in what I was doing, which is really hard because you, you want and you need your better half there supporting you. And that, that drained me at first. Um, but then after she started to see me making some progress and, and realized how invested I was in the process, she got behind me, which changed everything. Um, but that, that was the biggest thing for me, managing that relationship. And for anyone out there who has a partner by their side, or maybe it's time away from your friends, going out and get on the piss on, on, on the weekend or going away and traveling, you're going to have to sacrifice something and you're not going to like it. And there was times where I just felt so conflicted about spending time on business versus those other places. But like anything, you practice it for long enough, it becomes normal and you start to see the benefits of it. Um, but at the end of that, it's just time, man. You're going to have to take, and it's all like finish work at five, work through till the evening, get up earlier, work on your weekends, uh, putting in the work because it's not gonna happen without doing the work, but just realizing that it's a ridiculous sacrifice that you have to make and it's not always gonna be easier easy and also again it's probably going to be harder than you think it's going to be yeah <laughs> i was actually speaking to the the podcast that's coming out i'm bringing out the episode i'm releasing on tuesday with uh, kyle we were talking about the same thing with partners because it is your partner has if you're if you're building a business and you love your partner your partner has the power to sabotage your business because it's kind of like this is the way i say it is if, you, if you're starting a business, because that's what's going to happen, what Owen said is that you know all this extra time that you may have spent with the partner is now going into the business and it's going to cause friction because there's gonna be parts where they're not gonna get your focus and attention. And it's just gonna cause a shit stop, yeah, because that's what happens, whether you're a male or whether you're a female. Um, so if you really, really love your partner, yeah, and then you've got this business going on, what will happen is that you'll end up choosing your partner over your business and then you'll put less focus in your business, which means your business will, will uh, fail. Or the other side of things, if you love your business over your partner, you'll choose your business and then your relationship's gonna go downhill. So yeah, what we're talking about is um, actually having this discussion with your partner. Because I, I, I spoke to Courtney maybe a month ago and just said to her that I, I said, look, I want you to, I want you to treat this business like it's yours. We're doing this together because I'm doing all this for us. I'm doing all this for our family in the future. Everything I'm doing right now, yeah, of course I'm doing it for me, but also it's major, major consideration about what it's going to do for our family. Yeah. And I said, I really want you to see it that um, you're a part of this business. It's not just mine. It's yours because I need you and I want you there with me. And I want you keeping me accountable. I want you to be going, oh, how do we go here? Not just as in it's your business. So, and then we're working together as a team. Because hell yeah, man, it's like what I found I was doing, Owen, is that I would go hard and then pull back, hard and pull back and this inconsistency, yeah? yeah. I'd go hard in the business, working a lot of hours, doing heaps of work, heaps of work. Then Courtney and I's relationship will become distant. And then what I'll do is I'll go, uh, pull back on the business, go back more into Courtney, and it's this constant inconsistency which does not work. Like one of the most important things in life, anything you do is consistency. That's it, just doing basics right consistently, and that's where a lot of us struggle. Would say, would you agree with the same thing? Like, did you did you have a chat with Michaela around that? Now that you actually uh, share it like that, that's exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah, the inconsistency, burst in the business, upset in the relationship, and just going back and forth. So then, therefore, my results were really inconsistent. So it got to a point where we sat down and, and I said to Michaela, "Hey, I need you here with me on this 
but also it doesn't mean that we can't and shouldn't spend time together. So we started blocking out time on a Tuesday evening for, for a date night where it would be just us, phones off, no business, no calls, as simple as watching a movie or cooking dinner together. And then every Sunday is just us as well, uh, which is really hard. But if you actually, and it's just like, I don't want to schedule shit. And it's like, well, it's getting scheduled because it's getting yeah. done because it's that important. Yeah. yeah? You, you schedule doing calls in your business, you schedule your marketing. It's important to schedule time with your loved ones. And mm. if you give that, like when we actually, we wake up, we, we're present with each other for the day. We give each other that time. And it all, it's almost just like it recharges things because you're still mm. invested in the relationship. And then you go and you go hard on the business and then you spend time together. And you go hard on the business and you spend time together as opposed to as, as what you said, going all in on one and taking it away from the other, it allows you to actually be successful at both and prioritize both at the same time. Hell yeah, man. So the tip we've got from that, uh, folks, is if you, the you tip, the tip of the day. <laughs> the tip of the day from OH. <laughs> um, if you've got a partner, dropping bombs. Drop, bombs on a Sunday, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if you've got a partner seriously you need to get them in on the business none of this okay it's my business and they're just hanging around the back of there like seriously get them in with you and make them a part of the team because otherwise it is going to work again so i guarantee you'll either lose the business or you'll lose your partner that's what happens and are acceptable. yeah hell yeah what would you say one of the hardest things that you've done in your business you had to do Letting go of self-doubt so and, and changing limiting beliefs. So I think it's su- super common, like who can relate, can, can you relate to this? Like, yeah, man. That maybe I'm not su- supposed to be a coach. Who the hell is going to listen to me? I've got no experience. Why is someone going to um, comment on my live or pay any attention to, to what I do because I haven't done anything? or I just don't have the skills. I've never run a business before. I've never been a coach. Look at that guy who he's got his NLP certification. He's done this, he's done that, he's got it. I don't have any of that. But the cool thing is we all have those thoughts and beliefs from fucking way back when from our parents, from our environment, from our childhood that just rob us of the, the belief and the power that we need to show up in the way that we need to. And for me, that's why I became a coach, yeah, because I love helping people overcome that, but that was still there for me. So really just being able to have awareness around what the hell I was saying to myself and just begin to own the fact that I am a coach and I am here to change lives and I'm fucking good at it. And you, you get that through two things, throwing yourself into the deep end and doing the work because you know what it's like, even, you know, Think of, of exercise or going to the gym. You don't feel like it. Your alarm goes off in the morning at 6 a.m. It's cold. You're laying next to your partner. You don't want to get up. But you get up and you're tired and you're groggy and you go to the gym and then you, your physiology changes, your energy gets up and you start feeling good. And then there's that little feeling of self-respect because you got up and did it even when you didn't feel like it. And if you... It's the same in my business. I would make like dials, yeah? Like getting leads and having to call through those leads cold calling right it's something i would never done and you pick up the phone i remember the first time i dialed someone and i was like yeah so you're just wondering if you want to book it for a call and just completely bombed it and it feels like shit and you're like why am i doing this but that's the same for everybody tony robbins the first time he called someone probably hung up the phone or freaked out yeah and that happened time and time again where i might have been on a call or i said the wrong thing there were so many times where I was on a call and I was freaking out. I hung up on people, and they're probably like, "I just hung up on me because I freaked out because I was so scared." But the cool thing is now, looking back, I wanted it bad enough to the point where I was prepared to push through that, and I didn't let that allow me to feel like I was unsuccessful and stop. And I pushed through it, and just like going to the gym every day, I did it when I didn't feel like it. And then eventually I got better at it. And then I got that feeling of, hey, I can do this even when I don't feel like it. And then eventually it hit that tipping point where I'd be on a call and they would say, you've changed my life. Or I'd get a testimonial or someone would reach out or I'd get a referral. And then it started to add layers of confidence that, hey, I can do this. I am changing lives. And then the confidence just grew. 
So I think for me, it was self-doubt and it was those limiting beliefs and emotions and feeling like I can't do this, which everybody listening will experience and has experienced unless you're a freak of nature like Gary Vee who reckons he's just, just zen all the time. <laughs> but that was it for me, yeah? It was that limiting feeling of I can't do this or am I going to be able to do this? And the message is, again, with all of this, it's going to be harder than you think it's going to be and it's not going to be as easy as all the, the people on social media say it's going to be. But if you want it bad enough and if you're prepared to push through all that shit, eventually you'll get better at it and eventually it'll be, become something uh, that, that's a skill and you look back on and you've created the business of your dreams. So how do you get um, the self-doubt thing? I mean, so true. Like, I, I have it massively. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, we all have it. We all have it so much. And um, it's, it's funny because, you know, sometimes like you doubt yourself about something, whatever it is, and then maybe you go and do it and you're like, how was I doubting myself for? Or you compare yourself to other people is a massive thing. A lot of the people that you compare yourself to, you put them on a pedestal. It's the, the gap isn't actually that. You think the gap is so big. It's, it really isn't. I don't know how many times I've actually compared myself to people um, in regards to maybe skill set. Um, and then one I've kind of like from the outs on the outskirt and I've looked down and I've gone, oh, gee, man, there's so much further in front of me. But then when I do a little bit of research and digging and find out, I'm like, I sound, I actually feel that I know more than them, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. So this self-doubt thing, you said that, you know, throw yourself in, keep throwing yourself in the deep end. I guess, how do you do it though? Because kind of, it's way easier said than done. Like, how do you, how do you get past the self-doubt? How do you keep throwing yourself in the deep? Have you got a strategy around that or a technique? It's leverage and reasons. So talk to me about this. So why are you doing what you're doing? What's the reason why you want to start your business or why you've started your business? For me, my wife and I are expecting our first baby in seven weeks time. How can I expect my son to be, to be the person I want him to be if I'm not that leader for myself? How can I, when he's born, say, hey, go out and face your fears and do what you want to do and chase your dreams if I'm not doing that myself? And so many times in the past, I wanted to change my life and I didn't have the balls to do it. And the regret of that and the pain of that and the, all, the, all the times that, you know, in the past where alcohol and drugs and fucking stealing from my parents and all, all of that stuff where I just wasn't living in line with the person that I wanted to, to be and then the life that I knew I could live was just, it was deep, yeah? And a lot of people think it's about, yeah, I wanna change lives and make, make a lot of money. For me, it was pain. I didn't wanna experience that anymore and I wanted to change it. And also with the little one coming into the world very soon, like the urgency behind that, this was not, not going to happen. And I invested a lot of money in, the, in a winning program, uh, which just rose, like, it rose the stakes. So the first step is you gotta have strong enough reasons. If you're doing this for money, if you're doing this to look good, give up now. You've got to have a reason why you're doing it. That's the first step because, what's a, what's a good example? Um, it's like, if you have a strong enough reason to, to, to do something, like you go into the doctor and they, they tell you that if you don't start losing weight now, you're going to have a heart attack and die. Or you have a heart attack and you have that near-death experience, it's enough to get you to say, oh shit, I'm actually going to do something about it. And until that, that reason gets strong enough and powerful enough, then chances are when you go to make dials or a cold call, you're not going to do it. Or when you, when you go to sacrifice time away from your partner or doing the things that you love, you're going to choose the easy option. So that's the first thing. You've got to have the drive and the reasons behind it. And then, then the second thing for me is, uh, which without going into too much detail today, the morning ritual process that we are taught uh, in the winning program which is just essentially a, a music anchoring pro- process that conditions you to show up in a, a peak emotional state every day and which is deeply rooted in, I guess, affirmations and, and telling yourself the story that you need to hear to be empowered to do the shit that you want to do. Because when, when you're experiencing self-doubt, what are you saying to yourself? I can't do this, maybe I'm not going to be able to achieve this, I've failed in the past and shifting that narrative to, I can do this, nothing's gonna stand in my way. I am the world's greatest coach, I I do change lives. And when that doubt comes up, shifting what you're saying to yourself internally to something that's gonna empower you to actually take action. And over time now, those beliefs that I've continued to repeat to myself over and over again have just become a natural part of who I am, which has then drove the program forward. 
Hell yeah, man. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Um, something came up there when you were going through that. Uh, why? I don't know. If it comes back to me, I'll, I'll come. I'll give on. Timmy bombs, mate. Timmy bombs in the yard Sunday. Bombs, <laughs> not bombs. Oh, too many bombs. Oh, both, mate. Both. <laughs> well, I was actually in Byron last weekend because they're known for that. A funny story. Um, we were we were with our who was it? Our videographer or a photographer? Photographer. Yeah. Met up. Courtney and I met up with a photographer, and he's like, um, "Yeah, look, he goes, it's real relaxed. It's not staged. So I'm going to come out. And I'll I'll come to the house where all the groomsmen are." And I'll just be, you know, getting shots of you, getting ready and things like that. Just whatever. What, like, I'm not going to say move over here and all that. So just whatever happens. And then, like I said to him, I go, oh, um, I go, we have like a, we have like a, a morning bong. We've got a, a party bong. Um, so are you cool to catch all that? And like, I just did it with a straight face. Yeah. And he's like, he's like uh, yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> And I'm like, mate, I'm, I'm joking, mate. Imagine like... He was like, you want to go to the car? Yeah, he was, he was, he was. You know the... Uh, and I was just... Because you know wedding videos, so that everything's like half the shit's in slow motion, yeah? Yeah. I was just picturing the, the videographers there as well. And like we're, we're just, like just, just sucking in the bong. It's all in slow motion. And you see the bubbles going in slow-mo and the smoke's going. And like, yeah. That would be a different wedding video. It would be a different wedding <laughs> It'd be a different wedding, yes, it would be. So uh, Owen said, dropping bombs, not bongs. I thought he was on to me there. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Um, actually, what, what you're talking about your, your bubba that's coming coming up, yeah? Um, so you're, you're about two months away, September. Owen and Michaela are due. Um, with, because Courtney and I, we're planning on having a kids next year. Uh, well, not next year, maybe the year after next year. Yeah. But from us, from, from a point of view is that financially, obviously we really want to be set up and, you know, from my business point of view, also in a comfortable position because if Courtney's going to be uh, leaving her job, then it's on to me. And that was freaking me out. That was freaking me out massively because it, it, it was making me anxious because I was almost like, gee, um, if we're looking at having kids maybe born September 2020, I've really only got a little bit over a year to start making some good money and I was starting to get anxious with it. So then I actually spoke to Courtney about it and I said, oh, you know, this is how I'm feeling around things. How did you, I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you thought because were you guys planned or was it not planned at all? It was planned. Yeah. It was planned. So, I don't know, how have you gone from a financial sense, um, if I can ask this, it's a bit of a personal question, yeah? Um, yeah, how have you gone from, like, your way of thinking? Like, are you almost at the point where it's like, look, financially we can make it work? Or is it almost the point where you're like, look, I'm just going to make it work. I'm going to use it as a leverage to make it work. Like, kind of where are you at with that? I'm curious to know. Mm, so, for us, it's not to too much around the financials with when we have the baby, it's more so around the time. Because I'm in that process now where I'm uh, transitioning from my full-time job to the coaching business. So it's like, and, and financially, when Mick finishes, we'll, we'll be okay. Although it's still stressful with you know losing an income. Um, but the biggest thing is thinking, okay, when the baby comes along, that time to do my job and the business and trying to transition at the same time. So. Leverage and urgency, ridiculous. Like when we found out we're having the, the little one, it's like, holy, like that's just taking things to another level, uh, which has really allowed me to drive into my business. But yeah, to be honest, it's really just been about me driving this as hard and as fast as I possibly can. And when the little one comes, I'm just going to make it up as I come as I go along. Because I don't think I have or we could have an answer for that. So it's just about going along for the ride and uh, just making the best of every day that, that it comes on hopefully more than three hours sleep. <laughs> Good luck, mate. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Well, well, let's, let's go to um, where, yeah, we'll go, we've got maybe um, three or four rapid questions. When I say rapid, you might sit in it for 30 seconds. You might sit in it for a minute. So starting with, what would be one of your best moments that you've had in your business that you can recall? Making five sales in a week. Just one after the other, just on fire, um, just really nailing my sales process. But in that too, at the end of those calls, having people say, like, thank you. 
for bringing me into this process. Uh, and just that was like a like almost like a wow, I've got this, I'm doing this, it's done kind of moment for me. So I can I can picture that really vividly. Mm. Breakthrough moment. Yeah. Um, what do you think was like? How did you actually do five sales in a week? What, what caused it? Getting getting qualified leads and being confident. You know what it, what it came down to? My sales process, providing so much value on that call and also really uh, making sure that I had framed it in a way that that person was invested in. If they were gonna do this, that they had to be all in and just providing so much value that at the end of the call, they were like, hey, how the hell can I do this? And switching from making a sale to serving the person and by doing that naturally, people would say, hey, how can I do this? And it changed everything. Nice. What about worst? What about the worst moments? One of the worst moments in your business? I think uh, probably six months or so in, uh, a couple of months after we'd found out that we were having a little one and just having a, a big freak out. Like, Michaela was like, if, you, if you're not making money or you're not going full time with the business by the time we have a little one, you're going to have to quit the business. And thinking that I'm not going to have enough time and stressing out and be like, I can't do this. How am I going to make it work? There's not enough time. And it was just a really big freak out moment around just the urgency of it all and thinking about, can I do this? Is it for me? Am I going to be able to do it? Am I going to have to, to give it up? Um, and to be honest, that was like, that was like a couple of weeks before I absolutely broke through. So I think that that urgency propelled me to something good, but at, at the time, just that feeling of not knowing whether or not I was going to be able to continue on. Mm, interesting. So you had a massive freak out, which, you know, freak outs overwhelm um, type thing. Freak out is that shit, the world's crashing down. Freak out is that, okay, this business is not going to work type thing. So um, interesting that you had your massive breakout. You had your five sales in a week, which is $15,000 for you. Um, and <laughs> the freak out, the, one of the worst moments in business was just before it. So for anyone, because we all have these freakouts, we all have these shit, the world's crashing down, the business is not going to work, I can't do this, I'm not good enough. That could be you're right at the tip of breaking through. You could be. You actually, in your mind, in the moment, in the present tense, when it's happening, you're thinking that you know you couldn't be further from that. But you know, in, in reality, you might be right at the tip like Owen was. So that's, that's cool. That is cool. And how did you actually feel in going through that? You wouldn't have like, oh yeah, next week I'm going to be making five sales. <laughs> no, definitely not. But every storm runs out of rain, and on the other side of a storm is the sunshine. And I've found that to be true. That every time that shit hits the fan, it's like a vortex open and opens, and it's that it's that stress and that frustration, that urgency that that allows you to have a breakthrough. So. Hell no, at the time didn't feel like that, but that's usually how it goes. So again, it's like, it's gonna be harder than you think, it's gonna be harder mm. than you think, just enjoy the life. Every storm runs out of rain, this guy has got the sayings. <laughs> I love that. I was dropping bongs. Oh, <laughs> dropping bongs? Actually, well, we're gonna have a bong after this. <laughs> Lucky it's not a visual podcast here, they can't do yeah. <laughs> So, what's my, what surprised you about the journey? Like what's, um, whether it's positive or negative, what's something that's really surprised you about the whole thing? Before you went into business to where you are now and what you've gone through, what's been a massive surprise? What I'm capable of and every person that you see that's successful is once useless and scared, period. So I think it's what you're capable of even though you don't believe it. We're all just flesh and bones and wherever, if you see someone to where you want to be, all it is is just a combination of beliefs, values, habits and patterns that they've practiced over a period of time. And if you can figure out what that is and model it and practice it yourself, you will become that person that you want to be and then your life will look like that. That's cool. What, what's a task or something that you don't like doing um, in your business, but you know you have to? What's something that you've had to do over and over and how have you, just, how have you kept on doing it? I think... Probably the, the finances side of things and, and the tracking of the numbers. 
I'm a big sky, big picture guy. Mm-hmm. So thinking about those details, I don't enjoy a lot. I remember when you were sending through those sales tracking sheets and I was filling them in and I wasn't enjoying it. I still don't. And to be honest, there's still times when I haven't done it and don't do it. But also just knowing the importance of that. If you don't know your numbers, if you don't know where you're at, if you don't know how much money is in the bank, then you're not running a business. So that, that's been it for me, that sitting down and thinking and, and, and planning and, and managing your numbers. Mm. That's a huge one. I mean, numbers is such a big part of business. Um, and, and what happens usually early stages because there's not a whole lot of numbers. We go, well, we don't need to keep track of numbers. Yes, what's the point? There's nothing. Yeah. So unfortunately, we that habit sticks a lot of the time. When we start making sales, we go, oh, we never have tracked the numbers, so we don't need to. Um, the You will not be able to scale your business if you don't know your numbers. Like it's so, so important, especially with online stuff now and if you are you know if you're using paid marketing for example like knowing exactly what it costs to get a customer or what it costs to get a lead or what percentage of people will click through to you whatever it is all this stuff um if you can work backwards to okay how much it costs to actually get a sale what is the value of a customer like a lifetime value of that customer um, all these metrics will allow you to comfortably be able to market or know where to actually put your time and your money. Um, and then it takes the emotion out of everything as well. So Owen's uh, a big, big strategy that Owen uses for his business is he does a lot of calling. Um, so it's like a numbers game, yeah? How many people does he need to dial until he gets a, a pickup, for example? How many people does he need to speak to until he books someone? How many bookings does he need until he gets to a pitch? How many pitches does he need to get to sale? Just knowing all these, if you know, okay, well, uh, technically I need to speak to X amount of people, da, 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 then you can just relax into it and it's just less like this roller coaster ride which will play on your emotions. So it's a really big one. So anyone, and, and that's just the metrics here. And also there's the finances, knowing where your money's going and having complete clarity around that. I'm talking complete clarity. One thing I talk about is um, for anyone starting out in business, first thing is, is reduce your expenses in your whole life. So go through is map out everything that you know in your your, your life, where you're spending your money, mortgage or rent, food, uh, leisure, health insurance, car insurance, every single thing, know exactly where your money's going, know every single month the reoccurring expenses, then when you you got a visual on that and clarity around that, then look at, okay, where can I cut cut my expenses? So all the, you'll find that you are wasting so much bloody money. I used to, um, I used to, I used to, I used to probably earn about 180k in a job, yeah. And like, I, I saved money, right? I saved a decent amount of money, but I reckon I would have been spending seventy thousand dollars on shit. And I'm not a, I'm not a spender, yeah. I'm not classified as a crazy spender. I don't have credit card debt or anything like that. I don't go around and buy shit. But I was just, you know what I mean? Like just, just wasting money. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was spending 150 bucks on just takeaway per week, all this stuff. Now I make my most of my lunches at home. And it's these habits there which add up so much. The first thing is get clearer on where you're actually, where your money's going. Then reduce your expenses. Um, and next thing around, what else do I do? Is it's probably the main thing. Yeah, just get really clear where your money's going. And then in regards to your actual business, Know exactly where you're, what money you're putting into the business and where the money's come. So with the out and the in. Yeah, so track, okay, well, I've spent this much. I bought a course. Uh, this month, money went to ads here. This month went to, I bought podcast gear. And then, okay, well, I, got, I made a sale here. I made money here. And it could be for the first number of months where it's three, four, five, six, 12, it doesn't matter. Maybe the out, you've got a big list. The in is small. But all it is is developing the right habits, yeah? Not this, okay, well, I'll develop the habits once I'm making a lot of sales, bullcrap. That's just dangerous. Get into good habits from the start. So that's a good one, Alan. Um, Mate, the next one, I think we've got about two more questions I want to ask you. What's the, actually, I've already asked you that. What would be like the best, this is a little bit different than the other one. What's, I said the best moment. What about decision? What's one of the best decisions you've made in your business? And also what's one of the worst decisions? 
without being like, well, nothing's a woke decision because everything I made got me to where I am now. <laughs> if we can just put that shit to the oh, side for a second, mate. Can we put that oh, shit to the side? Yeah. <laughs> we can put that. Oh, yeah. So one of the, <laughs> the best and the worst decision you've made in your business. Best decision. The best decision, and you can't say coming here today to film and record this podcast. Let's just move on then, eh? <laughs> Hiring somebody like Luke Page to get you set up and to allow you to create a profitable business. Because the fastest way to get to where you want to be is to model somebody or be guided by somebody who has already done it. I've invested, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, over 60K in my personal and professional development. So putting money into something, a program, a person, a coach, be able to take you to where you want to go. I would not have been able to do this without investing uh, in my business and, and having someone guide me along, uh, along the way. Uh, it's, it's just everything. So the mm. best decision was investing in myself and, and, and on the business and having a coach and a program to, to, to take me there, hands down. You, are, you can get there on your own, absolutely, mm-hmm. but you speak to very, very few successful business people that haven't invested and had someone take them there. Mm. It'll just take you longer. Mm. How quickly do you want to get there? Like that. Um, and I'll, I'll give you that 100 that I was uh, promising for saying that as well. <laughs> 200. Uh, what, about the, what about the worst? Maybe really hard for me, yeah. <laughs> I actually can't think of a bad decision. That's how uh, how on the ball I've been over the last ten months. In all seriousness, give me some some examples of some bad decisions people people have made to inspire me. Gee, some bad decisions. Well. Um it's 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 funny because you know how i said let's put aside the i'm actually thinking of some bad decisions i've made but the thing is like for example when i first started this business what i did is i went straight into paid marketing yeah went straight into paid marketing built like like this big funnel with all this retargeting this email stuff like that and it didn't work but then the thing is that from that, I've made a massive learning that I, my firm belief is that if you're, a, if you're a new coach, for example, and you're in business, I don't believe you should jump straight into paid marketing because the most important thing is your messaging, knowing who you're targeting. So for example, I thought that, well, I'm good on video, I'm great at sales, um, you know, marketing, I know an awesome strategy. I've got, a, I've got people next to me that know marketing and teach me how to do it. I can jump in there and smash it straight away. But the thing is, I didn't really know who I was speaking to. So even though I had the marketing strategy and all the funnels and shit set up and the video was there, me being good at sales, all that cool, but the foundations wasn't there and it doesn't work. So that was like a major belief that I, I, I and a learning that I got out of it. So anyway, what's the worst decision you made in your business? Yeah, so it hit me. So. Three or four years ago when I was over in Canada, uh, I was like, yeah, I want to do this motivational coaching, like helping people thing. And I started a website and I set up like active campaigns, email uh, marketing, and I spent hours on building this <laughs> shit with no fucking idea on who I was talking to, what the hell I was doing, what my business was, any of that stuff hours I remember <laughs> at that time like I was grinding my teeth in my sleep and stuff because I was so stressed because I was putting so much work into this and looking back I was like what the fuck is I doing but the main bad decision with that was that I was doing all of this work up front without actually knowing who I was going to serve as you said knowing who I was going to talk to who my target market was so I went nowhere yeah I looked back and I thought yeah now I can build a website now I've got an under, kind of an understanding of how to do some uh, email campaigns but I just wasted so much time, got dejected and gave up. So one of the biggest learnings was, in the, in the, as you said, figure out who you want to talk to and also make your first few sales and then build your program. Because we can get so caught up in make a website, um, get all this stuff 
make a website, um, get your email marketing created, get all this beautiful imagery, um, make sure you've got these perfect videos to send, whatever it may be, and then you don't even have a business or you decide you're gonna to talk to somebody else and it's completely irrelevant. So get clear on who you wanna to speak to. And the biggest thing for me was actually like make, make a sale and then build the program out afterwards because then you can make it completely relevant to the person that you've actually brought in and then build and expand from there. So it's clarity, 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 and, and take logical steps to creating your business as opposed to just getting excited and going down a, a rabbit hole. It takes you many, many hours and creates a lot of stress for no reward because that will be what causes you to give up. And another reason why you need to hire someone like Luke or a coach or someone to guide you so you don't make those stupid mistakes uh, and you actually get to where you want to go. Hell yeah, man. And uh, what advice would you have for any, any, anyone listening to this and in the early stage of building their business or they're thinking about starting a business? What advice, man, number one advice do you have for them? The biggest thing is you've got to, so, so I, I work with women around weight loss and body transformation and helping them step into the best, most confident version of themselves long term. And a big problem in the health and fitness industry is that it's about diets and how quickly can I lose weight and lose 10 kilos in, in 10 days, juice cleanse bullshit. And it's just, we spoke about this at the beginning. We get brainwashed into thinking it's going to happen quickly and then when it doesn't, we think we're a failure and then we do fail because we give up. The biggest thing is, however long you think it's going to take, be prepared for it to take as long as it's going to take. That might be six years. Uh, the biggest thing that I think we had drummed into us and you drummed into me is that you've got to be in this for life. Mm-hmm. This coaching thing isn't just something to seem cool and to start a business. You are doing this for the rest of your life. And the thing is, if that's the case, and you have a slip up or your marketing doesn't work or you don't make a sale or someone hangs up on you, how do you think that's gonna allow you to respond and, and show up the next day? You're gonna get, get, get up and you're gonna learn from it and you're gonna keep going, right? And if you keep going, can you give up? Sorry, can you fail? Because if you don't give up, you cannot fail. So it's that long-term view. And then also just, <laughs> just putting in work. Like as stupid as it, as stupid as it sounds, it's gonna take a, take you longer than it's gonna think than you think it's gonna take, and just do the work. Work harder than everybody else. If you if you're getting up at eight o'clock, get up at six o'clock. If you're getting up at six o'clock, get up at four o'clock, and do the work, and learn, and grow, and invest in yourself, and put in the time, and you will get out what you put in. And if you think it's gonna be easy, and if you've got this perception that it's gonna be easy, it's not going to be, and you're gonna get pissed off, and you're gonna give up. So enjoy the ride, enjoy the the learning and the growth of it, and just just do the work. Nice, bro. And uh, where can uh, anyone listen to this? Where can they find you? Uh, Facebook.com slash OwenHome23. Basically, everything's through my personal uh, page on Facebook or just OwenHome is my business page. And also, Instagram is Coaching. Awesome, bro. man. Uh, Owen, thanks for coming on, brother. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore.